TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 557, and I am Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. Hi, this is Yusun, costume designer and TV enthusiast from Los Angeles. And this is Tom. I chair the communication department at Palm Beach Atlantic University and host the Screen Tom podcast. All right. Okay, Tom, hit us with the news. Apple TV Plus has announced that Zoe Deschanel will join Physical Season 3. They have also landed the Jay Abrams-produced short film The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse, uh, starring Idris Elba. It's uh, animated, I believe. Uh, CW has announced that Tom Willing is the new Samuel Campbell, as in... Um, uh, the Mama father Winslet. of the... Wi- yeah, the father of... Uh, yeah. The, the, the role originally played by Mitch Pileggi, because, you know, if I had to replace Mitch Pileggi, I'd cast Clark Kent. Um, Disney Plus is... <laughs> well, also, uh, Mitch Pileggi is currently on the other Winchester show as his father. <laughs> as his father on uh, the on Walker. The, yeah, the Walker that's so reboot, confusing. The Walker reboot, not to be confused with the Walker spinoff. Uh, okay, at Disney continue. Plus, Loose Bumps has cast Issa Briones, formerly of Picard, and Zach Morris, a, a, a black British actor who was on a show called EastEnders. And Percy Jackson has added Adam Copeland to the cast as Ares, Suzanne Cryer as Echidna, mother of all monsters, and Jessica, uh, Jessica Parker Kennedy will play Medusa. Mm. Uh, at, at FX, Nick Gomez from She-Hulk, Jessica Poli, David Reisdell, and Sam Spruill have joined Fargo Season 5. Uh, at HBO, Succession Season 4 is shooting in Norway for a plot line with Alexander Skarsgård. Hmm. And at HBO Max, Indira Varma has joined Dune the Sisterhood as Empress Natalia. At Hulu, more bad news for the Devil in the White City series adaptation. Uh, producing director Todd Field has ankled that, so I don't know if that thing's going to happen. They've also ordered the adaptation, the drama adaptation Interior Chinatown with star Jimmy O. Yang and Taika Waititi to direct. And Hardy Boys has been picked up for a third and final season. NBC has given Quantum Leap six more episodes, which gives it a full complement of 18. And they're saying because of all the special effects, that's why 18 instead of 22. And Brian T. is leaving Chicago Med after eight seasons in an upcoming episode. Netflix has given a straight-to-series order to the Western, The Abandons, from Kurt Sutter. At Peacock, Bel Air has changed showrunners for the third time before season two. I didn't know that show was on. I was about to say, third time? I was like, it's not even got a second season. Well, that's because they keep firing showrunners. Uh, The Man Who Fell to Earth is not returning for a second season on Showtime. You know, I'm okay with that. I mean, I really liked the show, and a lot of people did, but 
the story was kind of complete. So sure, it, it did was. have an ending. It did have an ending. As as much as you know, there are certain things that they did leave open, and it would have been not nice to to have pursued that. I'm okay where it ended. I I am. It was it was tied up. I think well I wish I knew it was story. the end. I wish that they had just been like, this is a one season show, and then I would have been nicely satisfied versus hoping that there would be a second season, and then now I'm disappointed. I think that's my emotional roller coaster. Same. Mm-hmm. And finally, Jensen and Daniil Ackles have extended their first book deal with Warner Brothers Television. And uh, the fruit of that deal so far is the Winchesters, which we will talk about later this episode. (laughs) All right. Is that all the news? Yep. All right. Let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk Interview with a Vampire, and we're going to talk episode three. And this episode is basically the vegan version of Louie where he's like, <laughs> I shan't, I shan't eat a human. I will only eat rodents and cats, apparently. Like, it was so strange. And uh, Lestat was like, dude, you're not going to be able to survive on that. It's going to, you're going to go crazy. You're going to go nuts. And I'm like, why don't you listen to the vampire who's been around for a really long time and not be trying to do something original? Um, but but he was like, I can't. Crisis. I yes, mean... I know. It was just, it was just kind of, and he, but he knew it was making him weaker, and it knew it was making him hungrier. And Lestat basically told him, "This will all come crumbling down, and you're just going to lose it." And which is yes, what happens we, at the end of the yes, episode. Yes, but don't we always do stuff that, like, we've been told is bad for you, but we were like, "Whatever." Yes, I mean, that was- as children. Yes, yes, as children. He's a child vampire. He's a child phase. vampire. He was new. He didn't Our know te- that teenager vampire. Well, right. you can't you can't really yes. fault him for not necessarily wanting to to correct. You know, kill people although i have to say i was really annoyed that he that he he had this one perfect victim who was a this terrible human being that they cornered in an alley and instead he goes after this perfectly innocent pussycat who didn't hurt (laughs) i know i I thought i was really annoyed at that that's i I did think the same thing about i was like what the cat ever do to you man um (laughs) So, but they did say that you don't have to kill. You can basically feed and then wipe their mind and send them on their mm-hmm. way. And so he made it seem like it was an either or sort of situation. And I didn't feel like it was. But what did happen because he refused to feed, he then lost control and became like this. He became animalistic and just ripped this dude apart, though. That was also satisfying, to be honest. Yeah, because the dude was a douche. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He deserved that. Yeah. The whole like although the, the upshot of what the entrails that was that was crazy. That was, yeah, that was pretty nasty. bad. And the thing is, the thing is, he is is that he as as much as the guy deserved it, we saw what happened in retaliation to it. Right. Which he he should have known. Well, he did know. Yes, he um, did know. And, he wasn't surprised. Yeah, and and now you know the all the wrong people are are suffering because of what he did. And and the thing right. that really got me is that he's we've already had explained to us that they have the power of of compulsion, and so he right. could have just compelled people to do whatever the hell he wanted them to do. Right, instead of wandering to... the streets, like no, yeah, who can I help? Weird. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of a plot hole. Yeah. I mean, I really liked. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, last week, I believe it was last week. Um, 
about at least my comment was that uh and we all agreed uh they're doing a fantastic job of really making sense of the casting of a black lead you know what i mean they've leaned into it they're not afraid of it it doesn't smell of anything that's like whatever you know what i mean uh extra wokefulness i haven't read anything about it i i really try not to read you know uh any of that kind of uh, anything really pre-show and then kind of during maybe i'll do a quick review or whatever especially if i think a show is terrible but everybody else is saying it's great so i'm like all right let me see what people are why people are saying this but um so i mean i don't know that i don't think that the fanboys or anybody fangirls you know are stirred up which to me is a great sign not that we should care, but I'm just saying, you know what I mean? So for me, that like it echoed, you know, uh, Tulsa, you know, uh, horribleness and, you know, it balances sexiness and uh, and social, you know, kind of responsibility. And, you know, I, I mean, it does, a, it walks a tightrope that I think is incredibly hard. It's an entertaining show. It's a sexy show. Uh, you know, it's a dramatic show. I'll lean into, I'll talk about the sexiness between them. I think it's refreshing. And uh, because the series is so short, there isn't a lot of um, subtext or dancing around like, oh, are they, you know, it's a, I think it's a homosexual attraction to each other. Uh, you know what I mean? Like Lestat is full on, I love you. I need you. You know, you'll come back around, like all of it. And that to me is very potent because it, it really isn't just about a sexual attraction. It really is, you know, it softens him to me in a way because, uh, you know, you understand that he's he's suffering inside, you know what I mean? That his, that his extra passionate, you know, and even like extra violent sort of whatever, it stems from this incredible loneliness. So for me, I feel like it even works on that level. So I, I, I just, I really like the show. I will say this, what I like the convention or whatever they use for the flashbacks with the reporter this week about basically the authenticity of the storytelling. Story. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. That was so really cool. He was like, was it raining? He was like, was it raining? And it was just yes. like, it, yes. it was it was really cool. And, it's, it, and to be fair, I don't know how much I remember about what happened to me last month let alone right. something that happened to me a hundred years ago, if that was ever to be a case, you know, how, how am I supposed to remember that? And so I really liked that being the focus of this episode, the unreliable narrator. Yeah. Um, and, and I, the, I love the way they did it by, you know, him showing him all these tapes where he had radically different versions of, of the events that happened in each and every one, depending on when it was recorded and his reaction to that, you know, I, he, he, he like dramatically threw it in the wastebasket, but then Louis set it on fire. Um, and it was, it was like, it's like, well, this is the version I'm telling you now. Well, um, and also Louis read from the dude's book and where he had had problems with recall. Exactly. Right. About things he had exactly. written. Yeah, Which I really... is legitimate. I mean, the thing is, it makes you wonder how much of it is just the, the, the vagaries of memory and how much of it is deliberately changing the story so you come off looking better. Oh, go ahead, Tom. No, I was going to just tag in on what Yusin said. I really think that by making Louis Black, you've added to the story, enhanced oh, yeah. the story, so and much. I think Anne Rice would have approved. In I fact, agree. I think she was probably alive while they were developing this. So I think they probably, she probably had her, she probably gave them her blessing, but they really have been able to lean into New Orleans culture and deal yeah. with a lot of different issues. So no, I, and, and the show is shot 
beautifully. I yeah. mean, the production design is good, unlike another show we're going to talk about where it looks kind of cheap. <laughs> but they're spending some money, and it shows. Yep. All right. We got to move on. We got to move on. We got to move on. Um, but I think we're we're giving it two thumbs up. Oh yeah. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Let the Right One In, which is another vampire show based on a what well, I want to say Swedish, is it Swedish movie. Well, it was, it was originally on- a novel, and and then it became a yes, a, a Swedish film, and then and it was then an it was American film in, in the U.S. Yeah. And now it's a TV show. So I have to say my favorite version is the Swedish movie. I think it's amazing. Yep. I didn't think that, I thought the American one was kind of cheap. So uh, since you've seen both, Alice, I'm curious, do you, how do you think this stands up to it? Okay, well, I did not see the American adaptation. Um, I've seen this, the original Swedish film, and, um, and I have not read the novel, I, I confess. Um, and of course, I, I watched the first episode of, of this uh, last week. And to be honest with you, I mean, I was kind of dubious about the show when I heard about it. It's like, how do you stretch this into into a series, right. even if right. it's going to be a limited one? Because I can't imagine it, it's going to be multiple seasons. The girl would start to age. <laughs> you're, you're, yes, you that's that. true, too. Um but even even so, there's it's it's a very simple story, and and how do you pull that drag that out to multiple episodes? And um, so far, I'm not impressed with how they're doing it. <laughs> I, I, I really am not. I, I it's they haven't added anything to it to the concept. Unlike with what we were just talking about, changing the the time and the the uh, the, the ethnicity of uh, Louis in in interview with the vampire which has opened out whole new possibilities of story and gives you a whole new look uh, on the story itself and the characters um i don't think that any of the changes that they've made for this have done anything to improve this actually it's made it it's look. made it more tame it because has. the the big thing about the swedish version is that through the whole movie you think that the adult is looking after the little kid and you feel like it's a parental kind of relationship. But the big reveal is that she's actually older than him, and she basically recruited him as a child to take mm-hmm. care of her. And now that he's getting old, she's looking for her next person, exactly. and she's ready to get rid of him. And and the it thing totally, is, the, the, it flips. It flips it in a way that you didn't see coming, which was oh, great. there's so many things that that flip what your idea of what is going on in in the original, and and that's what makes it brilliant. And and the fact is, even though there's there's a limited amount of gore um, that happens in that movie, um, it's it's deeply disturbing. There yes, is it is yes. it is a deeply disturbing film, and all of that 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 makes your skin crawl and makes you just think this is wrong um that that is so great about the film is completely absent in this one they they just literally defanged this movie the entire Um, well one they make it very firm that she's really a little girl she's only been a vampire for like five or six years or whatever about 10 years actually uh, yeah and that's really her father and now it's about what is a father willing to sacrifice for his daughter They've totally changed everything about it. 
Yeah. And... Even the, even the little boy who who was really kind of disturbing in his own way, even though he was a victim in the original film, he also has these fascinations with with revenge with death, fantasies. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's you know imagining killing off the people who who you know are have been bullying him. And so he, you know, they've got that edge and, and that is completely missing. The kid now is just saintly. Sweet. And he's, he's sweet and wants to, he wants to share, his, share his Snickers bar with you. Uh, yeah. It's, it's so I feel so like. Tame. And his I, mom I, is a detective, you know, which is like, oh, how can we just keep going back to that well? Um, you know, I mean, yes. How, how American TV can you possibly make Well, they're it making an American TV the and they're. And they're trying to stretch the story. So they got to have something that will allow them to stretch the story. Yeah. I just. This is not a I story to stretch. Yeah. And it's the, the best twists of it you can tell are not going to happen. I am curious to see if they do come up with a twist. So I'm probably going to watch a couple more. But I, I, I don't know. It's It's not. It's not as exciting as I want it to be. Yeah. But let's move no, if, on. If I knew nothing about the original film, if I just took it as it was, I'd say, well, you know, it's a reasonably reasonably interesting story. Okay, fine. You know, I have nothing right. to write home about, but but I'd watch it. It would be okay. But when I keep comparing it to the original, I just have to it ask myself. It does not add up. Yep. Yep. Agreed. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about The Rookie. And we haven't talked really about The Rookie, I think, since the premiere. Um, so, Tom, you want to start us off since you were excited about this week's Rookie? No, I thought it was a solid episode. A little bit more, uh, I, I mean, I forget that it is a serious cop show because when they got to the ending and this continuing arc case that they're working on, the kidnapping case of, I guess, some kind of pop star or something or some kind of celebrity but the uh, the the A story with Nolan be as, being assigned to this like new age rookie who's like oh my oh, god she's like know, I have a feeling aura coming from the trunk <laughs> <laughs> but then they find blood and so since it's a, it's a bad traffic stop they got to figure out how do we figure out a legitimate way to get to the follow same this blood yeah yeah, yeah. well so what I, was so I, crazy. Was she was like incensing the the shop and she was doing all this stuff. Sage. And at first, she, he was just like, you know what? It's fine if you want to sage the shop. I'm fine with that. But then when she made that stop, she made him look so bad, so bad. I didn't. And then they were. What you I say? I mean, I know the show isn't supposed to be like super realistic, but she just went nuts and he just kept letting her do it. And I thought, no. No, at some point he's just got to like grab her and be like, step back, officer. You know what I mean? I mean, I they know he's supposed to be. Well, like, no, they did it. They did it in a way that I felt believable because I when she, not. she, he, they, they have, they have her driving and she makes the stop and he's like, okay, why did we make the stop? And she tells him and he's like, wait, what? And he's like, nope, you got to stop. And as soon as he says that she's jumping out of the car and just, she was just on her own being a maverick. Yes, but in, it's in not like way. he was tied with his hands behind his back. I mean, he could have at any time stepped up. That's the truth. I was stopped by a park ranger, and there were two of them. And the one lady went nuts, and she was talking to me, and we got into an argument. And her sidekick, who was clearly his supervisor, stepped in and was like, okay, okay, okay. And then he took over talking to me. Like, it, he, they were park rangers. 
Like I, they, these are cops with guns. I, you know, I love the show, but the whole, that whole premise was funny, you know, and, and sort of interesting, I guess. And the whole fruit of the poison tree, blah, blah, blah. But I, I really, I thought it started off. Like, I was like, man, I don't believe any of this. So I, I mean, <laughs> never. I've watched enough of the rookie to say, I think sometimes they unfairly weight circumstances against him. Right. That's true too. And I call shenanigans on that because this is season six now. So they they need to give him a little bit more street cred because he is no longer, you know, although he's a rookie training officer, he's not a rookie rookie. I mean, they're not going to change the name of the show because they've already got it, you know, trademarked and whatnot. But I just thought that I agree with you, son. I, I call shenanigans on some of that because it's like everything he did was questioned by Richard T. Jones. It's like, oh, come on. Really? Well, really? I mean, he told her, he, he was like, stay with the victim in the room. And she's like, okay. And then he comes back and she's gone. She just took yes, off. Yes, all of it. <laughs> it was crazy. But anyway, I, I'm enjoying the rookie. I, I, Wait, do, he- I do want to see him be a training officer. What sure. are you saying? But wait, let me talk about the episode before because we have to talk about Nyla pregnant, trying to give birth in a in a kiddie pool in her house. I mean <laughs> And while there's while there's a murder going on across the street. That was nuts. And I don't want to spend a lot, a lot of time. Like, listen, we, we just finished talking about how, like, you know, you have to suspend disability. I mean, I mean, um <laughs> disability. You have to just I don't know, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, disbelief. Uh, and Tom. Uh, you said it best, you know, about that whole, like, you know, giving, you know, kind of allowing him to, not allowing him to be this, this, you know, this new fresh, but at the same opposite end of the spectrum, I mean, Nyla was like a commando. And like, I, like when she came up rising out of the water, you know, with her gun for her working <laughs> pool, I was like, it, it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger in like Predator. I was like, what is happening? She just needed like a dagger between her teeth. I was just like, what? I mean, at that point, I, there is no believability in it. So it was just fun, right? It was um, silly. Was, the whole thing, yes, the fact was. that she is literally get in the middle of contractions and yes. sneaking around somebody's house to investigate yes. a murder is insane. Yes. Listen, did you, did you hear me complaining? I didn't. I just wanted to talk about its crazy ridiculousness. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's to me the opposite of, of what, what we got with Nolan, which is, yeah, we're just going to throw everything out the window. It doesn't really need to be that believable. The only basic truth is that if anyone's going to do that on the show, it's Nyla. You know what I mean? She's totally <laughs> badass. All right. You know I mean? and like, you know, anyway, that was pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. And that's the thing. Rookie is fun. All right. Let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about The Patient. And we have episodes seven and eight. I think, or even that, whatever to get us up to camera, whatever, wherever we are. Uh, so I loved these last few episodes because it's like everything that uh, Stephen Carell is doing to help this dude is just not working. The guy's not listening. He's not listening to his mom. He's murdering people in front of him. He's, he, and the hope that we had, you know, that he, he had put that message in that dude's mouth and that the body was going to be found and he was going to get rescued at any moment was just totally blown up when the dude was like, oh, yeah, I was going to leave the body, but this thing, this guy eyeballed me weird at a street light, so I decided not to do that. And I was just like, oh, man. 
It was crushing. It was really crushing. And I have to say his sessions in his own mind with his own therapist are each one is crazier than the last one. Like it's so bizarre, but not bizarre, bizarre, but like him having these full on, like, is he evaluating himself? What are we supposed to be getting? I guess from these sessions, is he evaluating himself is, is what's happening. And then I really did the, the special thing that they did this week is normally if we're outside of that room, we're following the serial killer to work. This time we actually got to see his family looking for him and him being missing. And that was really Ezra. good. And the name yeah, of the episode was so, Ezra. Yeah. And so we've only had his version of Ezra. And now we actually see a different version of Ezra, which I think is really interesting. Uh, Tom, I'm going to stop talking. Go ahead. I mean, the two versions aren't that different. Just that Steve Carell's got the perception that basically he realized that Ezra, you know, when Ezra became, you know, completely orthodox, orthodox, completely orthodox, which to his mom was the, was his mom equated with joining a cult that put a wedge between them and Steve Carell deeply loved his wife and wasn't that religious to begin with himself. I mean, just really interesting. Uh, episode seven, the Kaddish episode was really interesting because uh, Carell basically wants to pray for the dude, the last dude. Oh, the last dude. He wanted to memorize the prayer. That's why I said I was crying over a prayer. I've never murdered. cried. Yeah. Yeah, and then, when he finally uh, got to say that prayer, I was I was a little misty, man. It was, I mean, Carell, I mean, it's a very well-realized show. But then episode eight, uh, Ezra, when he basically starts calling, you know, you know that he's got it in for his supervisor because his supervisor went back to a restaurant for reinspection ahead of yep. the ordained the schedule. schedule. Like, right. So, and so he's then like, he, I, he's like, he must be taking bribes, which he probably was. I got the impression he was taking bribes. And something's going on, but uh, he he chokes that guy to death on the street and just leaves the that body. That was just messy. That, that was, was the, like, he took months thinking about killing a guy that he dealt with on an inspection because he had a personal connection to him. It's like, it's the first time I've had a personal connection. So he spent months trying not to kill this dude. And he kills. He decides to kill his boss in one day and kills him. Like that's insane. I'm just hoping that he was sloppy and left some kind of clue at the crime scene because yeah. I was with Steve Carell in those fantasy sequences of of him getting rescued. Right, but, right. Man, there's no sign of him getting rescued at all. And um, the thing is, he approached uh, in episode seven. He approaches the psychologist from his high school. Right. And then I'm like, oh, no, please leave this dude alone. No, he was like, do you think it would be weird if you lived with your therapist? And the therapist was like, yeah, that would be very weird. (laughs) Then this week they follow up and the dude agrees to counsel him. And I'm like, oh, man. And he basically tells tells Steve Carell, yeah, this isn't working. So, you know, basically. How would you like to die? (laughs) How would you like to die? And Steve Carell tells this great joke, uh, the joke about the, you know, the, the Frenchman and the British, the Britishman, the, the, the Englishman and the Jewish dude. How would you like to die? The Frenchman says guillotine. 
the British dude says firing squad and the Jewish guy says old age. Says old age. <laughs> yes. But, and I think that's where the episode ended. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's that's and how it like, ends. So yeah, I but it was really kind of touching because as much enmity, as much bad blood as there was between Steve Carell and his son Ezra, we see the actor, we see Ezra putting up flyers looking for his dad, and he goes to his right. dad's house and starts having memory flashes and finds his mom's guitar and plays, uh, you know, Country Roads. So it was a really nice character moment. And uh, just everybody in the show is cast so well, even, you know, weirdo, you know, accomplice mom. But yeah, I have no idea how it's going to end. And I'm concerned. (laughs) (laughs) As you should. I was concerned on the first episode. When he got grabbed on the first episode, I was like, the only way this ends is him dead. Like, I don't, I don't see how he's going to let you go, man. Um, but anyway, thumbs up for so far this season. It's been amazing. I think we have two more episodes. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the premiere of big shots, which they dropped all at once, which was insane. Big shot, big shot. Oh, I don't know why. Okay. Whatever. (laughs) Um, I don't know why this is different this season because last season they only did one episode at a time. Um, and it was very actually intimidating that they dropped them all at once. Because I was like, I can't watch all these at this all at once. I wonder so, if they're experimenting. It's I possible. Mean, I wonder if there's like, this isn't one of our marquee shows, so we'll just dump them all. But this one's one of our prestige shows, so. But I mean, Mighty. I feel like Big Shot is better than Mighty Ducks, so it's yeah. But Mighty weird. Ducks is a brand, and Big Shot was an original concept. Whatever. Uh, I watched the first. I watched the first two. I did too. Um, and I. I like how the new season starts. I like the introduction of guys to the school uh, <laughs> and, and the chaos that ensues from that. I, I like love that the it's... introduction of who the black kid that the that the basketball player is flirting with, and it's like, woo! I was yelling at my TV. Oh, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, 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 that was good. That was a good. That was a good reveal. Um, but yeah, I liked all the the new, you know, little extra bits that were happening. I like the new. The volleyball girl who is like, right. she's apparently like a national icon celebrity. International. Excuse me? International <laughs> volleyball star. But she's suspended for volleyball for a year. She decided to play basketball. And well, Corn and- recruits her just to light a fire under his ca- team captain. Right. Which I, at first she was all jealous and didn't realize. He's like, look, she's only here to make you better. So take advantage of it. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I, I like how his mind works. I, I don't know how I feel about the whole father-daughter thing to find out she miraculously plays. But I was like, please don't add her to the basketball team. No, um, I, I, I think it was kind of interesting. I mean, come on. Realistically, if, you're, if your parent does something really well for a vocation, I, I thought it was reasonable that the reason she quit was he was driving her crazy as coach instead yeah. of father. I, I, mean, I agree. I just, I'm saying... Don't put her on the team. That's all oh, I'm yeah. saying. I don't, I don't, I don't want her on the team. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, she's got enough stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this season. I'm trying to pace myself. I don't want to watch too many because it's a fun show, but it's, it's like a light show that I watch at lunch. It's yeah. not a binge show, so it's actually kind of annoying that they drop them all together. All right. 
So that's all I have to oh, say about and, that. And, and then bring the former assistant coach as the men's basketball coach. Oh, right. So now she's back. Because I was wondering how they were going to do that because they have a little romance happening between them. And I was like, is this going to be like a weird long distance thing? And they're like, nope, she's now going to be in your office. I was like, great. Because <laughs> what I love about her is she doesn't take any of his crap. Uh-huh. She doesn't let him get away with anything. And she has a really good relationship with the girls. Yep. So I, I like Inc- her Including back. his daughter. <laughs> yes. I like her coming back. Uh, so the thumbs up for me. So far, they're firing on all cylinders coming back. So let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the season finale of Resident Alien. We've been holding off so that all of us could see it. Um, and now I don't remember it because we've been holding off so long. So, Yusin, you just saw it. What did you think? Um, I, I just... I forget how much I love the show until I watch the show. Um, and I'll steal a little bit of Allison's thunder, but I'll let her go into the, to the more of the plot and the sci-fi aspect of it. I mean, because I just, I got to talk about the comedy. It is so, it's smart. It's like witty. I mean, with Alan Tudyk, it feels like he's throwing away lines left and right. You got to duck. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, you know, it's worth like sometimes rewinding. I mean, I don't cause I'm lazy, um, it reminds me a little bit of like, um, not, not really. I was going to say like his girl Friday, but that's more of a tit for tat back and forth. He, I mean, and he's not the only one. The sheriff is like the MVP, you know, in the episode, he has really, they have written him to kind of come into his own. He's always been a little, um, he's been more of a curmudgeon and sort of a downer and, you know, and hates his life and job and all that stuff, but they've kind of moved him past that. Um, but he's always been kind of quirky with his comments and there, you know, I'm just picking out one, you know, where he finds out that, um, the resort probably isn't coming to town or isn't, you know, and then he goes into oh, because of the lawsuits and stuff. Yes. Yeah. And he's just like hooker jail, you know what I mean? And then like, he's like, Oh no, 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 wait, we need to call them sex workers. And then he like, you know, and then he's like, Oh, but you know, those hardworking hoes. And I was like, Oh my God, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? So um, you know, and then like Alan Tudyk. Okay. So I'll actually talk about the plot a little bit, you know, so they've absolutely now after how many episodes, what is it? 16. Um, they have yep. absolutely been leaving breadcrumbs. They've been definitely, as we get further and further through the, through the episodes, we move towards the big sci-fi thing. The big reveal, I think an episode or two ago was the tiny whiny business and he's his own child or, or something. And he's, he's not his own something. child. He's the father <laughs> of that baby. Yes. Right. But, but isn't he, didn't he inseminate the, the, the statue or, I mean, didn't he, isn't he, isn't it his half? I don't know. No, the baby is a hybrid. Right. But the mother mother was the, was the, uh, the art collector. No, he is Goliath. That's the time he isn't Goliath. Didn't he actually make, make a baby with that woman? Didn't they have? Yes. 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 So the baby is his. Yes. Correct. No, but I mean, isn't he Goliath? And didn't Goliath make the baby with the... Yes. Right, so he's his own... So the baby... I don't know. Anyway. The baby is just his baby. There's there's not his his own thing. He's the father of that baby. That's it. Yes, but then... I don't know. Timey-wimey. So, like, I don't need to understand it. So this is... is, (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing because you clearly don't. I didn't understand. (laughs) I'm just like, we just explained it to you four times. And you're like, I don't understand. I don't understand it. Listen, I didn't understand half of Dark. And that did not prevent me from loving that show. So it's all good. It's all good. So... 
so you know so he does, here's the big thing right the the grays you know the aliens that hilariously right are are, are vo- is voiced by um uh, uh takai right uh, oh, George Takai, that was hilarious. Yeah, that was good. I mean, he's, he's done it before. He's been in a few episodes now. So that's hilarious. Um, and then he is, uh, you know, and the, the aliens turn out to be that stereotypical aliens that we've been, you know, that we've been exposed to for like the last 30 or 40 years with the big head and the long arms. That is just the a brain. running joke. I think that's hilarious. Um, so basically, though, that concept, which I love, and then I'll let Allison get go into it, uh, is when the Greys offer him a chance to get off the planet, you know, and he wants to protect his baby. Just, he, he's just the father, apparently. And, um, you know, and I loved that whole thing about how he was trying to name his baby and how he was, you know, uh, turning into like this perfect father and then like that other guy's son. And he was like, I'm going to sign you up for soccer camp. And I just was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was, it's just... The jokes and left and right. And then basically he sends the baby off in the spaceship by himself because he realizes I'm a changed man. Loving humans have made me, you know, a different alien. And now I'm going to stay and rescue the planet. So Allison, take over. Well, now that you just basically covered everything. Um, <laughs> no, no, because of the mayor, remember? The mayor? Yeah, well, there is that. What, what I, I, I love about this show is, you know, I mean, I was perfectly fine with the show just being this this vehicle for, for Alan Tudyk to act bizarre and, and be weird in front of the camera, <laughs> and he does that incredibly well. And, and I, I was just fine with it going along like that. But they since have, you know, ever since the, the little timey-wimey episode, as, as Yusin put it, they've really upped the stakes with with this show and and it's they they're leaning into the sci-fi aspect of it and that's fun too so i i really i feel like okay well there's really something that 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 they're going to do actually arc wise with this with this show and um this last episode the the finale was a was the payoff of of so many things that we've seen leading up to that where everything pretty much comes together and everyone comes together and we get we get the the alien tracker looking for his son and he gets together with with um harry and and the two of them you know are basically searching for their offspring and the uh the general finally uh is involved in this too and and you know harry hooks up with with her so that the two of them are going to be going after what the new threat is which is the grays and trying to stop the apocalyptic event that that we know is supposed to be coming so yeah I, yeah the plot went from super simple to super complicated and yeah and nice all things. of these yeah. different elements going on but i mean they've they've handled it well and i don't and you know the thing is with all of this going on you you'd figure well the the humor um, it, there would be a threat to the humor kind of disappearing with all this plot stuff, but they handle the humor incredibly well. I mean, the, just the bit where he, he finally, you know, rescues his, his offspring from, from the clutches of the general. And, and you have this, this montage to turn on your heart light um, where <laughs> I just pretty much lost it completely. It was, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, all of, all of it so far is just, is just working really, really well. And finally, we've been talking so long about how boring the mayor is and he's just dead weight. Why do we keep watching stuff about him and his wife? And now all the stuff with him doing, you know, uh, this, the sleepwalking and all of this going back and forth. And finally, finally, they pay off with discovering that all this time he's being abducted so that they can, uh, 
get genetic material from him. And they and, stole uh, the baby. And they oh, yeah, stole, they stole the wife because the wife, they thought she was pregnant. And then they were like, oh, I guess I wasn't pregnant. And wait, uh, Allison, so, yeah. talk about the best friend reveal. No, uh, no, we're not going to do that, actually. We need to keep moving. Okay. Uh, sorry, we're not, we don't need to talk about Yeah, just, I, I thought all that was good. The only thing that I thought was, uh, uh, which I, I didn't quite understand, is when Harry sends his baby back to, to I, his planet. Yeah. Um, By himself. Because I, yeah. I thought they were going to do a whole Grogu thing with this little kid, which was adorable. But, uh, but I guess not. So, who knows? That probably cost too much. All yeah, right. well, and, and they may let's... just have him, you know, appear like, like next season or something as a much older character. So, who knows? But anyway, well, let's keep, other than let's that, I thought moving. it was great. Uh, thumbs up for the season. I think, I mean, I, we were all loving the show. So give Definitely. it a shot if you haven't watched it yet. Definitely. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, the Winchester, or just Winchesters, uh, which is a spinoff. If you didn't it's figure the it out. It's the Winchesters. It is the Winchesters. Uh, a spinoff of Supernatural uh, about their parents, how they first meet and get together and fight. Uh, I almost said aliens <laughs> fight demons and whatnot. But my biggest issue with it, well, one, it looks cheap, bizarrely cheap. Mm-hmm. And two, they retcon stuff in a way that annoyed the crap out of me. It took eight seasons for us to discover the mental letters. And in the first episode, the dad's like, oh, hey, I found this key that my dad left me to the bis- this big middle letters thing that apparently I've been in, our family's been in for a thousand years. What? <laughs> How, like, that? The, the only way it made sense that the boys didn't know about the middle letters is because their dad didn't know and never told them. So to tell us that the dad knew about it the whole time, and then the resources that those those mental letters chambers had was enormous. Why would he not ever go back? He's got a key that lets him into the buildings. It does not make sense. Well, presumably so, they, that, that gets destroyed between then and now, but even then they had, as, as we've seen before, they had so many different outposts. So right. if, even if you it lose that one, yeah, it didn't yeah, make sense. It didn't make sense. And the fact that they introduced it in such a big way, like he found out all this information about his own father, about the mental letters, about the history that's run in his family. Like he finds out all this stuff. Why would he not tell his sons? It makes zero sense. And it made me want to throw things at my television. So I was not happy with the premiere of the Winchesters. That's if you couldn't tell from my tone of voice. Uh, Allison, what did you think? Or Tom? I thought it was, you know, I thought it didn't set anything on fire. Uh, Meg Donnelly, who plays the new version of Mary, mom, she's fine. She was on, um, she was on American Housewife. The, the, the dude who plays the new version of Young John, sure, he could grow up to be uh, the guy who plays Negan. Um, yeah, whatever. Um, I, I, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was... You know, here's the problem. After all the years they tried to do a backdoor pilot for a spinoff of Supernatural, none of them were good, and so they didn't order any of them to series, and then they're like, hey, yeah, let's just do young mom and dad in the 70s fighting demons. It was just a lazy concept. And yes. I thought it was interesting that they don't give Jensen Ackles an acting credit because he 
uh, he he narrates it and he appeared in the flesh at the end of the episode. But I thought it was, you know, it was, Libya made a comment earlier about comfort, food, television. I did like seeing the woman who played Anacostia on, um, on Motherland, Fort Salem. It was good I to like see her. her as their friend because she's a good actor. But I just thought it was so, you know, here's the thing. Because of all the changeovers at the CW, I think this is going to be a one and done because it's shot in Vancouver and the Vancouver show. No, no, shot. It's just it's shot in New Orleans. Oh, it's actually shot I, in New Orleans. Is it really? Yeah, they talked about that at uh, oh. New York City Comic Con. Oh, interesting. Huh. Um, look like it. Yeah. Except the one bit in the cemetery when they're going through the above ground cemetery. That's it. But the rest of it, it looked very. Yeah, generic. they're shooting. They're they're shooting it in Louisiana, New Orleans area. They're not shooting it in Vancouver anymore. Oh, no. interesting. So, well, maybe it won't be one and done, but I I just thought it was kind of lazy storytelling because it was absolutely lazy. Yeah. It feels like they didn't watch, I feel like they didn't watch Supernatural. I was like, how is this possible? It was only on for 15 years, the most successful <laughs> show ever in the WB slash CW history. So it's going to have, there's going to be a lot of retcon and I might watch another episode, but you know, it's not a must watch. It's my, it's like, do All I right. have papers to grade? I can. <laughs> Allison, your thoughts real quick. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much going to echo exactly what you guys said. I just, I just, I'm, I'm not eager really to go back. I, I don't know how many more episodes I'm going to give it uh, before I finally abandon it. I have the feeling cause I'm, my skin is crawling to get out the door already. Um, it's cheap and cheesy looking. They, they, it feels like they spent no time. They've got all of this lore that they can cover. I mean, you said it, it, it was on the, the air for 15 years and they covered so much stuff and we've seen everything about the, the family and, and instead everything that they've done is like, why are you doing this? This is not what the show did. <laughs> uh, this is the opposite of what we were told. I, I don't know. Well, and, and then I'm finishing sentences like, the the Winchester dude is like, oh, what's that smell? I was like, sulfur. And then she yeah. goes, it's sulfur. I was like, yeah. I've watched this show too much. What, what are you, you, what to are you going to surround her with? Salt. Salt. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I'm like, we all, anybody He's who's watching this show, the show, Libya, he's living it. I, I know. But the problem is the people who are now watching the show, we've all, we all know all but they might stuff. be pick, they so, might be picking up some new fans. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I can right. understand that as long as they don't lean into it too many times. My problem is that everything is just so slapdash with this thing. Besides the fact that it looks terrible, I think most of the acting is bad. You know, they yes. when they brought in when they brought in the, their Scooby Gang at first, the one guy with the long hair. I I was like, oh, he's cool. I like him. And then they gave him more dialogue to say. And then he and, opened his mouth. Yes. <laughs> and then it was like all of a sudden, oh, but he's a really terrible actor. Um, yeah. So yep, so yep. so much for that. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it like it was that kind of thing. And whereas the woman who played Anacostia, I really like her. But I mean, this takes place. In the in the late sixties, early seventies, you know, he just came back from Vietnam, so, and we know what that's. Supposed they say to it's nineteen seventy two. Yeah. Okay, nineteen seventy two. So we know we know what it's supposed to look like, and they could really have fun with the the sets and the costumes and everything else. Yeah, and they're instead, not doing any of that. There's nothing like that. They look like anyone walking down the street today, and and Anacostia has got this hairdo that literally no one ever even thought about wearing until <laughs> in, until like like two decades later 
And I, I'm just, I'm just like, everything is so wrong. She should have been rocking this enormous fro, you know? I mean, it's, it's because that's what her kind of character would have, would have been into. And, and it's, instead she's got this completely modern hairdo and, and everybody did. Everybody is like, instead, it could have gone with suede fringe jackets and things like that. And instead just everybody looks like anyone else now. And, and I was, it was just lazy and boring looking and, and the rest of it just, the story didn't impress me. The monster was cheap and cheesy looking. It looked like he came, he came out of an old episode of Doctor Who. Um, wow, that's bad. pretty bad. All it right, we bad. need to move on. We're, we're, we're done punching it in the face. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Vampire Academy. And I thought this was the finale until I looked and saw there was two more episodes. I was like, oh, wait, this is not the finale? Um, and that's my bad, but uh, I'm still enjoying Vampire Diaries. I Vampire Diaries. Academy. Oh Vampire Academy. I'm still enjoying it. Um, now, though, they've... they've uh, I love the twist that uh, the damn fear actually died in the car accident and got resurrected by her friend. And now that's why they're linked. So all her darkness goes to her. Oh, and she's like, Mary? we can't be. Yeah. Rose, it got, all her darkness goes to Rose. And she's like, we can't be friends. She, I don't, I, I don't understand her logic of, okay, if we're not friends, then my darkness won't go to you. And I'm like, I don't think that's how that works. I think you've already made that bond. And I think you'd have to figure out a way to break the bond. And if you break the bond, does that mean she dies? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I and the only thing also is this episode was also very much about who's going to be the next king. And they went through all these trials. And I was like, well, um, what's his name? Gun from Angel? What's his name? Victor. Uh, well, Victor's the character. Thank you. Oh, his name is in the his name is in the credits first. He's in the opening credits. The other woman's name is not in the opening credits. I'm gonna say he's gonna become king. Right. You know. So I felt like that didn't have any tension to it. Correct. And and then the other woman is so overtly evil that I can't even halfway sympathize with her. She's definitely. I think my that's a mistake. Girl. Yeah, I feel like that was a mistake. I feel like they could have given her a reason for why she wanted to become queen. That well, she wait, had though. a Isn't mission. She, no, but but at the end, they kind of give her a reason to at least you know have sexy time with Dimitri. Yeah, but that's not the same thing as why does she want to become queen? Well, no. Fair, why she wants to have sex with a hot guy? I feel no, like that. No, 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 no. I think that they are alluding to. I think they left a breadcrumb about some because someone close to her died, and I feel like she's going to say that it was because of poor monarching. You know what I mean? That like if the policies had been different, that her loved one. Yeah, would have I, but, or she could not like I, until she opens her mouth and tells me what her reasons are. I still don't feel like she's a well-defined character. I agree. I, I mean, she's absolutely a mustache twirler, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm patient and I'll allow them to kind of explain to me why she was, listen, you're not, I don't disagree with you. I, that's the weakest part of the storyline for me. You know what I mean? Like this show definitely is very YAE, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's very much, uh, you know, centered around the shipping, you know, the, the, you know, and, and of course, obviously there's plot and stuff, but um, I, I tend to be annoyed at these shows because, you know, I'm very far away from being a teenager. Uh, and so are the kids who are, so are the actors playing. <laughs> but, you know, but 
still, that being said, um, I don't know. I like it. You know, the I loved the you know the um, Rose and her her loved her lover. Or, no, yeah, they did have sex. Uh, Dimitri, uh, they have to end up being they're and they are champions. You know, for each of the the. Oh, and that the, fight was great. That was a yeah, good, that, that was a good fight. Fight was great. I thought you know it was it emotionally very resonant. Uh, physically, the actual act physical um fight scenes it was well lit because you know when uh, they don't have a good fight supervisor everything is shot in the dark you know what i mean and this was right. like well lit in a in a boxing ring kind of a thing and it, i bought it i bought the conflict i bought the emotional sort of when dimitri makes that decision where he's like no oh, i'm gonna let her beat me up you know it wasn't overwrought it was it was actually believable you know he fought for real she fought for real and it wasn't until the very end where he was like he he realized he's like yeah i'm gonna have to throw this fight um so that whole journey was great i you know i've been talking about this a lot but i feel like it needs to be because we're 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 you know we're um turning back 30 years you know of or forever honestly i can't think of a show that has done has first of all done it let alone done such a good job and i know it sounds like i have a dog in the fight but i really don't um is i'm just very surprised Alyssa and christian right the the two leads i found her to be annoying in the beginning i'm very much more sympathetic with her she's got so much more to do she's like trying to figure out you know she's this special elemental and she's got these special i mean my goodness she can bring people back to life so she's got the power mm -hmm. of resurrection so she's become a much more interesting character. She ends up marrying Christian because it turns out he very conveniently has Dragomir dra dra blood or whatever, and she needs to Yeah, marry but then they give you the knife in the heart, and it's like, oh, yeah, my parents totally killed your parents. Yes! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then that's a nice twist. And then I will say this about tropes. There's that scene where you know, she confronts him about, you no, know, and he's like, I'm so sorry that my parents killed your entire family. You know what I mean? And I thought, well, I'm not going to watch, want to watch this scene. And she very like lovingly, rationally, perhaps irrationally was like, listen, you aren't your parents. You know what I mean? You're not responsible for this. And so then you're thinking, oh my God, she's going to totally like let him off the hook. And then very realistically, she's like, I don't blame you, but I am in so much pain. I cannot look at your face right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. You know, and then it, like, if that isn't enough of a, like a opposite of the, you know, thing you're expecting, then she starts to walk back to him and you're like, oh, she's going to change her mind because the love is so strong and she's a teenager and, you know, hormones. And then she like kisses him. And then she's like, goodbye you know she was like i'm not taking you back and i was like wait what what is happening i was like too many tropes have been broken i don't understand i went on a full emotional journey with teenagers and i was like i did not expect that so and the lead christian you know the thing is it's one thing to be a good actor right and he's solid he's not amazing there's nothing amazing about his acting um but he is charismatic enough for me to buy the relationship between the two of them. I feel like he genuinely cares about her. There is a sexual chemistry between them, you know, and I'm, it's very refreshing to see them uh, just put all their chips in it. You know what I mean? They're not, he's not a side character. He's not, you know what I mean? So like, I feel like the show is really fun and it's not as slight and full guilty pleasure. Lastly, it must be said in public, the costume jewelry on that show is so unbelievably bad it looks like plastic and it's so large and it's so bad guys it's distracting and i like the show a lot 
So uh, big thumbs down. It looks like a cheap production. Absolutely looks cheap. The costumes are terrible. And the and the and the jewelry just brings it over the top. So it's a little hard to watch visually. I have to focus on the characters. So, but minus that, it's a fun fun show. And and uh, I didn't notice any of those things, so I had no problem. There but let's go. move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk She-Hulk, the episode that divided the internet and Marvel. <laughs> um, so She-Hulk, we as you've heard here, people have been ragging on it for the last couple of weeks. We liked it at the beginning. And everybody hated it at the end. I did not. You got like you guys had like a really bad reaction to last week's episode. I loved all the Mad Murdoch stuff, and the thing at the end did not bump me enough to make me not like the episode. So I was actually giving last week's episode the thumbs up. However, <laughs> now we get to the end game, and the episode's all coming together, and I'm like, wait, none of this makes any sense. And then the guy gives himself with the injection. I was like, wait, he's a Hulk. That's dumb. And then you have uh, Jennifer saying the same thing. And then my television apparently breaks and kicks me out to the to the uh, Disney Plus app. And I was like, wait, what? And I start reaching for my remote, trying to figure out if I've got knocked out of the app. That literally and, happened and then, to me also. And so then I'm like, by, but by the time I pick my remote up, she's you really talking. Got, it, like, it really got you? Yes, it yeah. got me too. I thought the show like kicked me out because yep. that does happen occasionally on oh, the app. That's so awesome. I, thought, <laughs> I got knocked and I was like, oh, wait, I need to start the, the show again. And I'm reaching, but then I hear her talking. I was like, wait, what? And then I see her come out of the thing and I went, what's happening? <laughs> so then I was like, I was legit just like going for this ride. Just like, what? is going on where I was like, I understand fourth wall break, but you have broken the heck out of this wall. And I was really interested to see where it was going. <laughs> and they give you this big, long explanation about how goofy the ending was going to be and this and that. And I, and it was all funny. It was good. But I say where they fumbled for me, at least is where she's like, okay, it doesn't make sense that he gets Hulk. So we're not going to do that. And the fact that my cousin shows up out of, from out of space makes no sense. So we're not going to do that. And we're going to make a day. And if they had dropped her back, like in that moment and still had her resolve the, the case or the thing or do whatever, I think I would have forgiven a lot more, but like they skipped that. And then like everybody's in handcuffs. And I was like, wait, what did, Where'd the cops come from? What are they arrested for? What's happening? So they just like, they totally skipped over the climax of the episode. And I was like, well, you can't do that. Just because you erase the stupid plot points doesn't mean you get to skip the rest of the story. So that actually is what bothered me more than anything. So, uh, Tom, I'm sure you have more story writing, script writing issues that you have with this. They are goofing. Uh, I I had no idea that people actually thought that that there was a malfunction with their, you know. Oh, like absolutely. When, yeah. Like when yeah. the Sopranos. I, I, caught on, I caught on faster than Libya, the, I'm going to say. But I the, also got hoodwinked. Ha, having been familiar with the character from both the original run and the revival with, with which is when she, you know, pre-Deadpool, I'm, I remind you. No, here's the thing. I'm split. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> you're what now? <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. split. Because... What's fascinating about the responses is you've got people in 
this is the worst MCU show ever to this is the best MCU show ever. And I'm like, yeah, just because you acknowledge the narrative flaws of your show by breaking the fourth wall and fixing them and right. making and making a meta comment about how all Marvel movies in the same way with special effects laden battles that doesn't absolve you of your narrative problems. Yeah, so I won't, give them, yes. I won't give them a pass for that. I thought it was clever. I thought it was clever. However, comma, it was, you know, and there's some just, it feels wildly uneven, wildly uneven. Even, you know, there are some episodes where it's like, we've forgotten about the fourth wall breaks or about the, you know, about the post credit scene teaser. I don't know. I just, I liked it. I didn't love it. It's not my favorite of the, of the Marvel series. It's not my least favorite, which is Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that, man, if they had not had Tatiana Maslany, this would have been a steaming pile of horse poo. Because I don't think anybody else could have pulled off the playfulness and the seriousness of her. And I love the ensemble cast. I love some of the guest shots. But I just thought, uh, you know, is anything really going to change in the other Marvel sh- movies? Are we still going to have... Does that mean we're not going to have act threes that devolve into special effects versus special effects on green screen? I doubt it. So I, I'm, I'm, it's a mixed bag for me. But it was clever, but it's a one-trick pony. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I felt like that, that a lot again. myself. I, I, you know, there was... The thing is, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. There were things about this series that I, I really liked. I, I liked, I think, a lot more at the beginning than I did towards the end. Um, and, you know, I discussed before last week, you know, wh- why I have a problem with the show. I think that they pay a lot more lip service to feminism than actually demonstrating any. Uh, but I, you know, the, the, this episode, while I think conceptually it was interesting and I, I applaud them for wanting to go in the direction they did with the, you know, this whole meta ending, it was very, you know, kind of, kind of Bugs Bunny Warner Brothers meets uh blazing saddles um and you know very no french books. mistake um yeah it was it, you know and and that that could be fun but the trouble is i think they handled it poorly i mean except for the i i love the joke with kevin feige um being this robot who just manufactures <laughs> all these ideas you know because of, of, awesome. of course it comes from something you know, like a machine. Uh, it, it, I thought that was really hilarious. That was that was great. But it, the the thing is, it just came down to that little moments of cleverness interspersed between practically no connective tissue, or at least none that actually makes any sense. And it just felt, you know, as, as Libya pointed out, when you know, if if they had gone back to the exact moment after correcting everything, that would have been fine. But instead, we skip later because it's just not interesting to them. So they just don't bother. And that's what I had a feeling of through a lot of this is that the connective tissue that would have made these things make sense and make these moments work just weren't there. The character development that would have made these moments work wasn't there. And I, I kind of I would like to see this get a second season if for, for no other what? reason than in. I would like to see them because there is so much potential <laughs> in, the con- in the concept. And I love Tatiana Maslany. I Fair. think done correctly, this could be a great show. 
I think, you know, with, with, uh, with better writing, this could be a great show. And I, I would like to see it get a second season just to see if they can actually pull that off. If they could actually go in a direction that's, that's going to be more satisfying than what they did this year, which just felt really all over the place and slapdash. Okay, I'm going to agree with you, sort of, Allison, except that, I mean, we could say that about a lot of shows. Like, oh, it'd be a great show if the writing was good. Like, I mean... Well, but it depends on the potential. I think this has the potential. I think there's a lot of things that, yeah, it would be great if it had great writing, but it doesn't have much potential anyway. Fair. I, think I mean, like I said, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I think that the we all started very strongly with the show as because the show actually I thought was refreshing and started strongly. Um, I won't over talk this because I think I said as much as I want to last week. I will say though, however, I think we're all saying, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, when I started watching the show, the last episode, I really was like, I I like Libya got you know fooled. Uh, and I thought, okay, this is going to be interesting. Maybe they somehow save the the season in some way. I mean, I was like, I I got hoodwinked, so I was like, all right, let's go for this ride. Um, and it was just, it was like, ugh, I'd like it to order a hot mess, please. And they just like delivered too much, you know. And and the whole like Matt, um, you know, the daredevil showing up. I didn't hate it. It just seemed weirdly misplaced. And then someone, please explain to me and make fun of me if you will. How does Hulk have a son? I mean, am I supposed to know? Oh, that's, that's, no, that's actually in the that, comics. This is that's all in the comics. This is yeah, they're going to explain it later. Okay. You're yeah. not unless you've read the comics. You're not supposed to know the answer. Okay, well that's yeah. terrible then because I don't know that many. Well, people. No. It's not know. terrible. It's it's a setup. It's it's a cliffhanger for for something else yes, it's it not supposed to be hot, explained it, add, it just adds to the hot messness of it it's one thing i disagree i disagree on that well, I, I, totally I, disagree with you on that. I absolutely i absolutely disagree with you because for me if it were just that or two things my point is that it's the it's the accumulation of all those things i agree with you Do dropping that would be a fun cliffhanger like wait what you know what i mean but there was too much going on for them to do that and then to do it so casually that's what i mean by hot mess and lastly uh, you know, Allison was talking about the bad writing. It was lazy, like Tom said, and I won't I won't overstate it. Both of you said it perfectly. Um, but you know, just at the end being like, well, you know, it's, it's supposed to be bad, or you know, we're blah, blah, like, no, that doesn't fix it. It's lazy writing. And ironically, they even had a full scene of the writer's room where She-Hulk comes in and basically accuses them of being lazy. And I thought, yeah, that's hitting way too close to home. So for me, <laughs> I thought that doesn't- I'm sorry, but the scene is missing irony. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right, we, gotta, go. we gotta move on and I, I don't like I'm hitting, done. I don't I'll, like beating dead horses. I, 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 will, I will, give me the last word with quoting one of my favorite movies, tagging in on something Allison has said earlier. There's a fine line between clever and stupid. Yep. And I think some of this landed on the wrong side of that line. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Andor. And this was the end of the heist, which uh, they had been Woo! setting up for two episodes. I can't and, believe yeah, it. Yeah, this was, this was exciting, oh, man. So good. Yeah. Go ahead. You said go ahead. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Because because I have been heralding this show, I think, as, as loudly with the largest size trumpet I could get my hands on. And I I swear to you, I know a lot of people, there is the divide between Rogue One, blah, blah, blah. But this to me does such 
a great job of giving you that Rogue One energy. If you liked Rogue One, there is no way you could not like the series. And if you didn't love Rogue One, like if you didn't think blah, 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 this still does a job by itself. It's a great show. And for me, and I will die on this hill. I will build a castle and I will defend the hill. I think besides Mandalorian, absolutely the second best in the entire post movie I, I think we need to wait until the season ends before we make any declarations oh, oh, we I have seen was the season ender it's not no no there's 12 episodes oh i didn't 12 know. episodes it felt like a season ender to me it did and it felt yeah, like it, it was great yeah was i agree great. it did but it has to do with the director said that every three episodes is going to be one oh story. that's right that's right okay so i will i will talk about some smaller points and then you, you know you guys can talk about the larger whole for me it remind. well no actually this is more my macro for me um even though like like you said Livia it was you talk about it as a heist movie or a heist whatever and absolutely I agree with you but also because of the grittiness and the guns and the timing and everybody kind of doing it reminded me sort of of I don't know if this is dating myself but like the great war kind of uh heist or like adventure movies like uh like a uh, the great escape or or uh wild geese or what was that one a dirty dozen like even though they were they weren't about heists there was like so much action and the timing was really important and the people were dying left and right i i thought that was the best thing they did which is they 100 percent um put in all the stakes and they were like oh yeah people are dying you know what i mean and not just one you know what i mean not like the symbolic red shirt they were killing people that you actually cared about and that made it so much better it made the stakes real it was really poignant and last thing i will say is so realistic because when uh the lead character is it andor is his name actually no his yeah, name is andor. Andor. Yes, andor yeah it is andor so when andor finds out about that guy wanting to double cross everybody and the tension is ramping up and in my head i was like dude you gotta kill him dude don't let him live don't like don't do this like weird like oh i'll bait him and that and then he just takes out a gun and shoots him. And I was like, I love this show. I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is the only thing, right, that you can do in that situation. And you, that is the guy who will do it. Do you know what I mean? He, they've already. Well, what, what, I, what I really liked about that moment yeah. was I was thinking the same thing you did, where, especially when he started doing his plan. He's like, we could steal it. Yeah. And because only because you can, you're the only one who can fly the ship. So I need you. Yeah. We could take it to this planet and there we could split our thing. I was like, no, we take it to the planet. And then you killed me. I was yep. like, that's yep. what's going to happen. Yep. Um, and you can and... see it in his eyes. The acting. Was yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. I was so like, good. he's planning to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I love that fact that he just shot him. Didn't even yep. talk about it. Yep. Didn't yep. nothing. And like, that's how okay. you have to kill a guy like that. So it was so realistic. So I'll stop yeah. talking because, but I just want to say that I can't, I'm so excited there's more episodes because I watched it thinking, oh, this is the last episode I get to watch of this. So I am so excited. This is my absolute favorite show in a very long time because I feel like it paid off on promise, uh, you know, and, and, and the anticipation for me because I like Rogue One so much. So I'm having the time of my life. All right, Tom, go ahead. I saw you, you have, you have the anxious face. No, no, it was great. Um, the, the thing I love, I, I was watching that episode, and the more Arvin Skeen talked, I'm like, dude, you are talking your way into an early grave. <laughs> because that's the one, one of the things they established in, in Rogue One is Cassian doesn't mess around. I mean, when he makes a decision about something, boom, he's going to do it. And uh, no, I, I love this show. I, it's my favorite of all the Star Wars shows. 
I wish that these writers could write all the Star Wars shows. Totally. <laughs> because Gil the Gilroys, Tony and his son, seem to have a really good handle on these characters and what Star Wars should be versus what it's become. Yep. Yeah, I, I really, you know, one of the things that I, I think that they do so well in this, which is something that Star Wars usually fails at, but, you know, even even when it's an interesting plot and the characters are fun, there's a lot of action, usually the dialogue is just cringeworthy. And the dialogue in this has been pretty terrific, yes. very solid. Um, and I, I really have been in, enjoying that. And and the characters for in this are extremely well delineated. The only thing that that bugged me, uh, the, I, I couldn't believe, is like it, when I got to the end, I ha actually rolled back and I watched it a, a second time, um, the last few minutes because I thought, really, you you killed off the only two black guys in your show before they even got off the planet, really? That's true. Um, and and the only, and the woman of color is is abandoned there. I mean, I guess that was I part of the, about her. The but that was part of yeah. the plan. That was the plan. She's not abandoned. Yeah. She but has she's, an exit. She's left out. behind. She's yeah. Um, if if she yeah, doesn't but get she caught. has an exit. That was part of the plan. Um, she's supposed to get out. But uh, yeah, it's like it's like really, those are the two guys you're going to to kill on the planet. Um, but the, other than that, uh, I really just enjoyed it. I thought it was just wonderfully done as a heist film i love the whole heist genre yeah, anyway yeah. and i thought that they they handled this incredibly well i loved the visuals when the you know they've been promising us from from the beginning of this arc that there's this amazing uh stellar event that happens that's going to take attention away from everything else and we i thought that better be a pretty spectacular event and it was right. it was what? gorgeous to look at i mean yeah. stunning and their escape uh, through it was uh, yeah. excellent. I mean, you know, brilliantly handled, uh, really beautifully done. I kind of wish we could have seen this on the big screen. Yes, yeah. I yeah. thought the same thing. I was like, "This yeah. is a movie I would pay to see." Seriously, it was beautifully done. I'm and I'm really looking forward to the rest of the series. I think I think so far this this series has been incredibly strong. Got a, it was a little you know logy at the beginning, little little slow. But now that it's really gotten started, I, I think it's terrific. And the whole, when they went back, especially to Stellan uh, Skarsgård, who was- Oh, yes, that was the yes. best. Yes. He was so happy. I just started. read my mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that moment. It's like, yes, yes. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, so all I, right, I thought all that was great. We need to move on. We got one more show to talk about. We're almost out of time. So um, we're all saying thumbs up for Andor, I believe. Oh, yeah. Thumbs up, yeah. elbows up, toes, toes up, everything. Next, we're going to talk about the season finale of Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. And I will say that I did not guess who Sauron was. However, I did guess who Gandalf was, but I feel like that was easy. I haven't like, said it was Gandalf. Hard. Dude, he said, follow your nose. That is a direct Gandalf it's, quote. It's a Gandalf yeah. quote. The problem yeah. is, if he's a starry, uh, they're playing fast and loose. <laughs> they're, playing, they're playing with the star. He literally quoted, that is a complete Gandalf quote. And well, he hangs out with the hobbits. They're not hobbits. Head <laughs> they're the forebears of the hobbits. hobbits. They're proto-hobbits. They're the forebear. They're yes. proto-hobbits. But they will become the hobbits. So that's fine. Um, and it explains why he's so attached to them. My point is, it's Gandalf. Uh, the Sauron thing, I have to give Last him credit. Uh, I did not predict that. 
Uh, I like the idea of he was there the whole time. You guys just didn't see it. And I thought of him as kind of a jerk and a coward. So once you put it all together, I was like, oh, I guess that does make sense. Sauron the Deceiver. Yep, yep. Yeah, they get when you when you look at it in in retrospect, you realize that the breadcrumbs have been there since the very sure. beginning. Yeah, yeah. I and, love and when they do that. That's well done. It's I extremely well done. And the thing is, I can't I can't claim to say that that I figured it out because there have been theories on the net that yep. he might be a Sauron since the beginning, which I read, and it's like, and I didn't I didn't necessarily I think I didn't want to believe it. I wanted to believe that oh maybe he's going to be somewhere in the line of of the stewards of gondor you know that that's mm. where he's going to be ah, but yeah no no. <laughs> no the people who theorized were correct and I, and and the whole he helped he got helped by galadriel she totally helped him she saved his life are oh, you she, kidding me i read i read a postmortem with both actors which was quite interesting and the actor who plays sauron basically said his attraction toward her is real because of they have so much power. Yeah. Of course, you're going to gravitate to somebody who's your equal. Yeah. And right. notice how I he like quotes that. he quotes some of her speech in uh, Fellowship of the Ring when he's trying yeah. to tempt her. Yeah, but, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I, I, that, I thought that yeah, was yeah. great. I, I'm I, giving I, this. Go ahead, Tom. Go. I'm giving. Tom. I'm giving this season. Uh, I'll give it a marginal thumbs up. I just think it was not laid out well. It just and we completely dropped the dwarf subplot for these last this last episode. Well, we didn't drop it. It kind of came to a conclusion. Well, we didn't see the dwarfs though, Balin. I'm just saying, but they finished what they were gonna do, which is right, we're not helping the elves. They're on their own. We're done. So like, I didn't feel like it was left hanging. And oh, by the way, there's a Balrog down here. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yes, there is a Balrog. But we but we knew there was a Balrog down there technically. Right. Yeah, yeah. but I what I thought what I what I liked about that there I know that there have been people who are screaming, you know, oh that didn't happen. They're waking up the Balrog. I'm thinking no, they didn't wake it up necessarily. It's been down there and then they they threw that one little leaf that kind of made you re- it made you remember, oh yes, this thing is in waiting. Right. And this, when they later actually really start mining, that's when right. they, they wake that's up. That's when they're going to wake up. They drop down yeah. a little breadcrumb and a little wing. Yeah, that's, that's right. all it is. It's not coming, you know I mean? it's it's not going to come up and attack them now, but it's no. it's letting you know, yes, it's down there. It's yeah, waiting. I thought that was right. fine. I mean, I thought that was good writing, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? We, we I did too. I, mean, I like that. Yeah, I thought so too. And and shows do that and they did it at the very end, you know, so it's sort of like a cliffhanger, sort of, breadcrumb, whatever. I... It would be convenient for me to say that, oh, I guess that he was Sauron. I didn't for the very longest time, but I will say that definitely I knew it was him before they officially revealed it. And what I think would have been really more interesting, because I, I joked on our thread that I was like, oh, red herrings, you know, because when when um, when the, the three witches or whatever they were, right, went to him and they were like, you're Sauron. And I was like, no, he's not. You know what I mean? I said the same thing. I did the same thing. I was like, he's not Sauron. You know, and yeah. then I was like, but then they kind of kept going with it. And I thought, wait, what? I was like, because, like, I think it would have been much more cinematically, you know, uh, and narratively if they had revealed who they both were at the exact same time. Because once we knew, I knew, 
for sure that he was Gandalf, even though I was 99.9.3%, whatever. I think there are many too, too many points in there. Um, you know, sure that he was Gandalf. And like I said, they did try. They did try to be like, oh, he is. He isn't. He is. Um, as soon as they had 100% confirmed it, I was like, oh, yeah, the other dude, Sauron. Because there's no, nobody left, at, you know, that could be, except I thought they did a tiny little, because it got me. When I thought maybe the blacksmith was, you know, the iron yes, or whatever. You know I, I mean? thought so too. When he said that quote about the flesh. Yes. The flesh thing, yes. I was and like, wait, he's not wrong? Yeah, yes, I had the same. I yes. Had and then that. she was like, where'd you hear that? You know, and it's Well, except that Celeborn, Celeborn is a character from, you know. Celebrimborn. No, who he, yes. Celebrimborn, no. sorry. Yes. Um, I, I did so not know who he was, but yeah, I, I didn't yeah. know who he was. Yeah, I, I forgot if I knew and I didn't know. And then there was a moment where I honestly, they I thought that they were trying to make the king seem like he was going to be, you know, he's going to turn into Sauron, you know, because he always seemed like kind of, you know, mad all the time and like sort of evil. And so, so then I started with Sauron. Like I said, I did guess before they revealed it, but there was moments where I was like, wait, they're, they're trying to shuffle all the pieces, you know, but, but because he started from way back and because they made him so innocent and as soon, I mean, I think, I think you guys will all probably say, yeah, us too. Me too. Soon as she was like, give me the scrolls. I was like, uh, yeah. Cause you're totally going to find out that he lied. Jig is up. Yeah. So yeah, well, no, the first no, no. the first thing that really confirmed it for me in this episode, yeah. um, because I mean they like I said they've been planting things from the very beginning. You know, exactly. he, on the on the raft he abandoned all the other people yes! to, to be killed by the, yep. the the monster. I just thought he and, was a coward. Um, yeah, which which is a is a you know that's a reasonable direction to go. It's only yeah. in retrospect that you look back and you go, oh yeah, okay. That's evil. And then I, what um, I loved is is when she was like, but you had the king's thing. He's like, I told you I got it off a dead body. I was like, yeah. God, I did yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, the, you, there's like little bread. The, the, the first major thing that really makes you go, hmm, is in, in Numenor when he has that alley fight and turns feral and, yes. and suddenly has like super speed and super yes. speed. Like there's something going on there. Yes. But, you know, you can still kind of slough it off. By the time we got to this episode, though, and he's he's going over to to Celebrimborn and, and talking about all these theories, you know, all right. these theories. That's what I knew and then him. he says to him specifically consider it a gift and i went oh, oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. okay all but the theories are right that's I, I will say this i because i want to go back to what libya said because i thought this makes a show better the nuances that they brought to him trying to convince Galadriel to join him, right? You right. made an excellent point that you were like, he was legit with that. He wasn't just trying to like distract her so that she wouldn't, you know, tell on him. You know what I mean? Like that was- He wanted very, her to be his partner. Yeah, yeah. His, yep. his, you know, his his wife, sort of, I'm kidding. But you know what I mean? Like his well, partner- his queen. He was like, yes, I would make that's you my what queen. I mean. You know what I mean? So like, I loved that scene because it felt very real. It needed to feel real. Do you know what I mean? It- it added and they'd had chemistry layer. the whole time. Yeah. So that paid off beautifully. And so that to me, like, honestly, scenes like that ups the quality of the series in its entirety. I, you know, I didn't love the show or the series, but I, I think I liked it more than, I don't know, a lot of people did. Um, and, and I think Allison said, and I will, you know, and I will say this, Allison said in the beginning, uh, you know, like, oh, everybody's off on their own things. And, you know, they, they, you know, they, 
they need to bring them all kind of together. But that was Fellowship of the Rings. Like there were like, they were people doing all sorts of things and being separated. And then they finally kind of came together. You know what I mean? So I didn't Yeah, but they that. started out, they start out together. They, yes, they, fair, they, he fair, accumulates but, different people fair, so yes. that you've got this group and then yes, they separate. Fair. Just did it backwards. Right, fair. But I, like I said, that didn't bother me as much. I'm just kind of talking about the season as a whole now because the season mm-hmm. series is, season is over. Um, so yeah, so for me, that didn't bother me as much um i did think in some ways the show did you know was a little slow here and there but for the most part i got big set pieces we got some big battles i loved the orc battle with the you know with the in the southlands you know so we got some big battles we got some really good acting we got some solid dialogue i mean solid writing not great and, and I, I will say this i think the acting is really good on this show yeah really, like really solid excellent at some better yeah. than others but all across the board everybody was good you know no weak yeah. link yeah as opposed to that other show Oof. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, let's wrap this up. I think we're all Whoa. saying at least. And the best part is we actually got some rings of power in the finale. Yes! Oh God, we got the ending! Yes. They, are, yes. they are cheap, ugly costume yes, jewelry. Yes, they are! They are hideous. <laughs> they look like they pulled them out of a Cracker Jack box. Yes, but I, liked, I, I liked how they showed them being made, though. I did yeah, like that. that but awesome. I did have this. I that did have awesome. the same thought when it was actually done. I was like, really? That's it? Like, and, I was like, you yeah. don't even care about that kind of stuff. So Libby. If yeah. And I did go, it, that looks, yeah. that looks weird. Yeah. That looks and, and, and we got One of them even has a seam line across it. It's, it's <laughs> really bad. Well, Tom, go ahead. Tom, go ahead. And we got a new song, lyrics by J.R.R. Tolkien, music by Barry McCrary. Voiced by Fiona Apple. So Oh, Fiona Apple. Yes. I did Anyone like the song. That was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I too. did like the cool. song. But let's wrap that up. I think we're overall, at least for the finale, we're giving it a thumbs finale up. Thumbs up. Yes. Mix. Finale finale mix, thumbs mix, up. mix mixed about the series. I like the series, generally speaking. There was only a couple it. that I was like, meh. But for the most part, I like this. I like this season. Overall, uh, yes. We got a brother elf, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's wrap up. Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, just send them to tvcampfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. Listen to us at goodpointradio.com, Radio, Minneapolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.